You're now listening to Vibes, Moods, and Moves, a new podcast where we never stop asking the real questions and we never stop having the real conversations. Hello and welcome to this episode of Vibes, Moods, and Moves with me, your host, Janae Jordan. It's been a minute. It has been a minute since I've gotten to sit down in my comfy chair on my favorite mic and do a one-on-one chat, a let's chat, a quick hit visit between you and I here on Vibes, Moods, and Moves. It's been an exciting summer. Um, I'm saying that focusing clearly on good stuff, everything from the actual The Good Stuff list and uh, getting the uh, interviews up for you guys, starting with the incomparable comic, dancer, choreographer, multi-slash dynamo Lori Summer for coming through for episode five and bringing all of her and for the upcoming interview that's about to go up only in a a couple of days with another just amazing soul uh, DJ, music archivist and chef legend uh, Victor Rosado. I am really excited about bringing you guys that as well. So a lot of really cool things have taken place since the last Let's Chat uh, episode number four. At the same time, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that a lot has been just awry since then. But before I get heavy into that, just to make sure I stick somewhat to the format today, uh, thank you for tuning in and pressing play on this whenever you've pressed play and wherever you've pressed play. Uh, For those of you who haven't been made hip to this little bit of news and update, you can now not just catch Vibes, Moods, and Moves here on the main host site, my website, www.JanaeJordan.com, but you can also listen and subscribe and download over on iTunes as well as Spotify, and hopefully we'll be moving it on to some other platforms. At the same time, there's also a YouTube channel up now. Uh, the YouTube channel ha- did feature episode five in full length. That was a special. Moving forward, what you will get are snippets, visual snippets from the interviews as they are made available. But this is a podcast first and foremost. And so the, the core and the heart and soul of what you're going to get will be the podcast, the audio. And again, that's over on iTunes and Spotify. But the YouTube is going to be a nice little supplement with some bonus content and there will probably also be some exclusive bonus content as well as a space for you guys to connect with us on Instagram. Uh, I like Instagram. I didn't think I would but I really do and you can come by and connect and basically join the slowly but happily growing community over at Vibes Moods Moves. Very simple. At Vibes Moods Moves on Instagram. So I hope that you come by, follow, Click a like, say something, hi, how you doing, where, you, where you're listening from, or whatever. You know, these days, I know my energy must sound really low, and it's actually because I'm, I've been in a very um, contemplative space, and that's not necessarily bubbly and, you know, effervescent and all the other stuff, because uh, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I am not amused at all with anything going on in the world. And on a day like today, September 11th, the 19th anniversary of September 11th, the terror attack, uh, and remembering and revisiting what the impact of that was on me, 
as well as a lot of people that I love and, and care about greatly and how we were changed and how the world changed. And then to look up and see where we are now, it's, in a lot of ways, it's devastating. It's devastating to sit here on this day and feel, although we're 19 years out from that day that none of us will ever forget. Now we're sitting in another place with a different kind of fear. You know, I remember for me, for a long time after, I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep at night. I could not bring myself to sleep um, at night because I had this weird fear that something was going to happen in the middle of the night and I wanted to be awake. And then when I was awake during the day, I would sleep in cat naps. And even when I slept, regardless of day or night, I couldn't get out of this loop. And that loop was reliving that morning over and over and over again until I'd wake up. And it took for me to eventually, a couple of months out, with my mother, without it being planned, uh, go into the city and go down to the site for myself. Because for me, it was something that I think on a subconscious level, I had to finish that day. I had to get where I was trying to go. I was one of those people that divine intervention for whatever reason kept me from even making it there. And I, when I tell you that if I had, I wouldn't be here. Um, because I was uh, not physically able to move what would have been adequately enough to get to safety. Um, and so for me, the nightmare was trying to get someplace, trying to get there, trying to get there, not being able to get anybody, watching from a distance and feeling so helpless and powerless. And I relived it over and over and over again until I finally made it there. And I'm telling this story because when we speak of fear, it can be crippling, it can paralyze, it can throw everything else in your world completely out of whack. When you feel that all of the things that gave you a sense of safety and normalcy have completely been obliterated, it's hard to get a grip again on it's okay. There isn't impending danger around every corner. Every every time you go to step out the door, every time you're on a subway train and it stops between stations and the lights flicker, like this is real. And people in different places dealt with it differently, but I, pretty much everybody I knew who was from New York City, who was impacted, we all went through the same kind of post-traumatic stress. And many of us were diagnosed with PTSD and had to push past it and learn how to relive, function again. And it wasn't easy. By, by no stretch of the imagination was it easy because we didn't know if anything else was coming. You know? Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm not going to go down a whole entire uh, September 11th rabbit hole, emotional rabbit hole, 
a historical one because it is history. It's not just a footnote. This happened. Um, and it was very real. But here's, here's the thing that I find myself thinking about a lot lately. You know, I think for so many of us, we thought that there was nothing that could happen in our lifetimes where we would feel that kind of fear, that kind of on the, on the verge of there are moments, there are truly moments when, you know, watch, you watch the news and you feel almost helpless. Like what can we do? Oh, there's nothing we can do. And it's, it's a horrible feeling. The fear factor that we're all living with, or for those of us who are taking coronavirus, you know, COVID-19, for those of us who are taking it very seriously, for those of us who have lost loved ones, friends, neighbors, whatever the case may be, and know, you know, the gravity of the situation. We, we don't have any rose-colored glasses on about this. We don't want to hear about, you know, uh, any, you know, pseudo remedies and stuff like we're not even in that space because every day for us is a day of, you know, this is again with the world being the way it is, a lot of us are multi-generational households and that is a fact. So when you step out for a lot of people like myself who have a parent that lives at lives with lives in the same house you know for all of the freedom and independence we all came and went in and out no big deal you got your life I got mine he over did it everybody's doing their own thing we can't move like that anymore because we all have to be afraid of this uh, invisible silent threat that nobody knows how it'll impact you if you get sick so we're living with that fear of I just don't want to find out if I'm gonna be one of the lucky ones and if I'm one of the lucky ones and I bring it home, will my mother be a lucky one? I'm not taking that chance with her life. And so you've got the, 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 the chunk of the population that are of that mindset right along with me. We have to move every day fully aware that, like I said, there is this silent threat, that fear. Whether we want to call it that and, and, and give into it or not is a whole other discussion, but we acknowledge the existence of that thing that we have to be aware of. You know, back 19 years ago, yeah, we had fear. We were afraid something else was going to happen. We didn't know and what have you, but we could at least come together. We could hug. We could gather. No one was afraid in that regard. Yeah, we were afraid of people we didn't know were around or stuff like that. You know, we all know. But the everyday, yeah, no. What we're feeling right now is something different. And again, I don't think any of us thought that we would get through that to end up with a whole other dimension of fear and uncertainty. I can't even begin to say enough about the grief. I can't begin to say enough about the worry and the pain. This just the absolute, you know, we can sit here and find ways to keep ourselves busy, keep ourselves sane, 
and look for ways to, you know, find our own rhythm in this space that we've been put in, in this position that we've been put in. And we can call ourselves making it. And I'm proud of everybody who is doing that because it ain't easy. But I just urge us all to not lose sight of the fact that you may have food on your table. You may have a roof over your head. You may have a car and you may be able to put gasoline in that car. You may be able to not worry about the bare essentials. And if that is you, you are blessed. I thank God every day. I don't have to worry about those things. But let us not lose sight in all of our gratitude of the fact that as we sit here right now facing an election and people running propaganda telling people don't vote, people sharing information that is not accurate about candidates, uh, people buying into all manner of things that are not going to serve us well, please remember this. You might feel a way because you didn't get the leaders on the ticket that you wanted and it's not how you want. But I ask you to remember this. Withholding your vote or, 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 or thinking it's funny to cast it someplace that it's basically going into a void. Remember, it's not just about you. This is also about every single child that's going to bed hungry in this country tonight. You see, because food insecurity was already a real issue in this country. I wrote about it in a song, like, how many years ago? Because it bothered me back then. And, and I would do what I could to help. But that hasn't changed. Progress hasn't, not enough has been made there. There are children and families going to bed hungry. There are people who never in a million years thought they would have to get on a food line or go to a food pantry to get the bare necessities, the basics that's happening right now. There are whole entire families as well as single seniors and people with disabilities being evicted every day, all day. Every state doesn't have a stay on evictions. You can do you can do the research. I within 24 hours saw two reports on two different sets of uh, jurisdictions: one in New Orleans, one in Texas. And there are lots of stories like this, where people's things are being discarded as trash because. Hey, when COVID-19 rolled in and businesses shut down, y'all know the deal. Furloughs to absolute firings, layoffs. You're not going to vote because you're not ecstatic about the option. Okay, the other option means that number of people being put in the street is just going to get worse. And it's going to get worse regardless. The question is, where do we stand a better chance of being able to get some help? Or are we going to keep moving forward with this zero-sum balance attitude of who cares what happens to others I gained? Because that toxic shit is basically what is behind the state we're in. People are out of doors. Winter is coming. And I'm sitting here saying this, and I live in the tropics. 
I'm concerned about people I know that are places that in another couple of weeks it's going to be cold. That's real. But we want to sit here and share janky information and tell people to don't vote and protest. Protest. Tell that to that person's grandmother that I saw on the news sitting in her kitchen chair outside of her house in the heat as her things were being put out and the constable, which is tantamount for people up north, I know we call them the marshals, um, made a decision on site that it was too hot to do that to her, that, you know, make a phone call and let her go back in her home, but only for 24 hours. I wonder what happened to that lady. I wonder. It's not like this just started happening. People have been losing their homes left and right. Trust me, my family was impacted by it. I've witnessed it. It's not a good look. And it's been happening for a long time. We needed it to get better. Guess what? It's worse. And it was already worse, and now it's worser, for lack of a better word. And we have one simple, slim chance to maybe have somebody and somebody's who are willing to sacrifice the peace of themselves, their friends, their families, to go through the scrutiny that goes along with being on the political stage, they're willing to sacrifice that peace and then bring people along who are also willing to sacrifice that peace so that maybe we stand a chance to not just fix, triage, whatever the suffering that we as a people are going through, but to then stand a chance to finally progress beyond where we've been, to to take things to a better level. It's not going to happen overnight, but damn it, we got to start someplace. Starting someplace does not mean you tell people to withhold their votes. Huh? I don't think you hear me. You see, the, the way this works is if you don't do, you don't get. This is not that moment. This is not, this isn't the moment to do something just to make a statement because there is, it's irrational. And I can't even begin to tell y'all how much it drives me crazy when I'm sent things or I just come across things and I see people saying, I ain't voting. And I think, okay, and then so if you are part of the body that is the most disenfranchised, why would you essentially secure the win of someone who could care less if you and your babies live or die? I don't get it. You know, I am not a political pundit. You notice I'm not saying a party, I, I, it's not my job in life. I, by just existing as a black woman, I am my own damn cause every day. Every day I am on the front line just by breathing as a woman and then as a black woman. Okay, so let's not get this twisted. I'm not campaigning. I am not trying to impose What I am doing is using this moment and this platform on this day that has become a day of mourning for so many of us and reflection 
here 19 years later when we are now going through cycles of mourning and reflection over how we got here. And then it doesn't matter where you come from or whatever. This silent threat doesn't care. I've seen it run through places where I live where people have money. It doesn't care. It doesn't care. Don't think it does. I just want to see if nothing else, people take a beat and get out of their feelings about things that really ultimately are not that important in the grand scheme of things and understand that with everything when it comes to progress, especially within democracy, there's sacrifices. And I think a lot of us, yes, are sacrificing who we might have wanted as our front runners. But what I will say is this, we can make all the jokes we want about living in a new dystopian society and, you know, get comfortable with having things delivered and, you know, Zoom and, and you know, ga- having our gatherings on online and all. We can get comfortable with that, but it still won't take away from the fact that um, there's a bigger threat than COVID-19. There is the threat that the very thing that has probably kept it from being even worse is that there is a healthcare system as imperfect as it is in place. We stand looking at possibly losing the little bit that we have. So, you know, does that make sense to say, well, in protest, I won't vote. I hope you have a pile of money under your bed that if you get sick, you can go to the hospital and pay that bill because that's the future you're looking at if you protest and withhold your vote. There are bigger demons to fight than what people think they know about someone's history versus facts and versus the job at hand that we would be asking them to step into and having to, you know, move the needle to where we don't end up in the same situation we are in now ever again. Everything starts with a first step. And clearly behind what we have experienced, not only did we take a few steps back, we took a few miles back. We went backwards, backwards. This isn't going to be easy. And it wouldn't matter if you got your preferred person on whatever ticket. There is no politician in the universe that is a panacea for all of the sick that we have had to deal with. And I mean that literally and figuratively. No one was going to be able to step up, come in, and fix it all miraculously. You see, that miraculous stuff, that, that, that throwing around that phrase at a time like this is why we're looking at the numbers we are right now. Let's not forget that. So on this September 11th, 2020, I'm taking a moment to not talk about what I originally was going to do with this episode, because that episode was actually recorded already. I'm not going to get into 
the discussion about toxic behavior and how it has permeated our society on so many levels and been normalized that it impacts everything in our world from the way we socially engage, the way we engage in business, how, you know, those with one set of sensibilities have actually what we have being imposed on us is you better get used to people treating you, talking to you any kind of way, doing this and that, because this is the norm. It's not normal. That's what that's what uh, this let's chat was originally going to be, and then I was going to get into uh, uh, a hopefully encouraging and uplifting discussion about tributing. Well, well, not about, but where I just took a few minute a few minutes to tribute the life of an amazing actor who also, from all accounts, was an amazing human being. One of those souls that I personally feel comes here to be an example of the best that we can be. And he just happened to have this meteoric final seven years, four of which he was fighting an internal battle with his health and still managed to perform. But the thing that excites and motivates and inspires me about his story is that he was truly an artist, cross mediums, He didn't start out a superstar. He didn't start out aiming to be one. And he's become a light. But I don't put it all on him playing the Black Panther. I don't put it all on him playing James Brown or Jackie Robinson or the brother that goes to get revenge. No, I I don't put it on all of his roles as bit players on, you know, crime shows and things like that. I, I won't put it all on that. I put the light in his story on the life that he lived before he got to that place. And the fact that from, again, all accounts, the relationships he had with people from back when he was, you know, just that guy who, you know, was always into something creative, creating, producing, making, dreaming. His spirit didn't change. He evolved. He grew with his craft and as a human or as a spiritual being having a very human experience, which is what we're all here doing. So I wanted to make sure that I at least got that message in for my fellow creatives and everybody else who's out there on their their hustle, feeling like maybe, you know, you haven't catapulted to the heights of the high and all that. Yo, keep going. Don't let anything break your spirit. Remember that if God has given you gifts and blessings to bless the world with, it is your job, your work, your calling to go out there and do it. If fame is what is for you, it is for you. No one can take that from you. It'll happen. But also move understanding that maybe that one short story you write was meant for one person to find it, read it, and feel lifted, encouraged. That one song might be the song that you need to record, that someone needs to dedicate to someone they can't find the words to say, I love you to. We don't know why we have this. All we know is that we're driven to do it. And so we got to do it. And so when I look at the life of Chadwick Boseman, a fellow 70s baby and Sagittarian, his birthday was only a couple of days before mine, of course it's a sad story. And of course, our hearts break for his wife, Simone, and his family, and his friends, and his collaborators, because they only know what they're feeling. We can't feel that. 
and I, I don't see the point in pretending to feel what they're feeling right now. But what I can say, I feel not so much as a fan, but as another artist, I can say I feel immense gratitude that this brother was here. He's shown his light. And, and for those who hadn't paid attention, I'm glad they're reading the articles now and finding out all of this other stuff. All of it. There's so much. But I just want to take this moment while we, again, are looking at all this stuff that's not right and find the blessing that he left us with besides great performances. But the reminder, the reason why people love superheroes is because they represent the very best of everything we can be. They're human and they suit up and they have these extraordinary powers and whatever and they go out and they do good. They represent the very best of what we can be. That's why we love superheroes. The last time the world stood still and we lost one was when Christopher Reeve, who was so many of our Superman, when he passed, we felt the same thing. We just didn't have social media and all of that to blow it up, not quite like now. The dedications and the tributes are absolutely, absolutely fitting because we had a superhero amongst many that reminded us of the best we could be. But here's the gag, kids. I personally think that the best of what we can be lesson is coming from the life of the actor. So I, I have to close this out by saying thank you to Chadwick Boseman. Thank you to his family for sharing him with us. But again, thank you to him, the parents he came from, the community he came from, for raising him to be someone who all of us could look up to. As we step out to figure the rest of this madness out that we're facing right now, for my fellow artists, my fellow human beings across the board, let's remember that we each have the ability to be the best of who and what we can be. That is picking and choosing your battles and your protests. That is using your voice and, and, and using it mightily. And yes, as the late John Lewis would say, that is getting into good trouble. And that is absolutely not throwing away the one thing that we still have that we can use in our efforts to be the best of who and what we are. Don't throw away your votes. Vote. In less than 60 days, our world is going to change. The question is going to be, in what direction is it going to change? And I am, I am praying and I'm hopeful that the change we see on November 3rd is one that sets us on a path of correction, healing, progress, possibilities, and a message that now is absolutely the time for all of us to truly be the best of who and what we are together. So that's this Let's Chat. I thank you for listening. I thank you for your time. And I hope that, um, I just hope that this resonates with you guys. Um, but yeah, thank you for uh, tuning in. And please do 
If you haven't already done so, please go by the website if you're not listening to this on my website, www.JanaeJordan.com and join the mailing list. There's a lot of really cool stuff that we're working on that we're going to be putting out there for you guys soon. Uh, well, soon's relative, but just, you know, so that you're in the know. And at the same time, also, if you have not done so and you're listening to this over on iTunes or Spotify, subscribe. And if you have not done so, you can go by our YouTube channel for additional content. Subscribe and hit the notification bell over there as well. And lastly, you know, the show is all about connecting and bringing people together. So please come join us and connect with us over on Instagram at Vibes Moods Moves. With that said, till next time, please, please, please stay healthy mind, body, and soul. We have got to stay whole and strong, okay? And be good to yourselves so that you can reach into other people's worlds and be good to them because good God knows we all need to be being good to each other. Till next time, again, thank you for listening to this Let's Chat episode of Vibes, Moods, and Moves. God bless you. Love and light. I love you. Peace.